Australia again. Uh, John Updike once observed that celebrity is a mask that eats into the face. Many of us have worn our masks for so long that we're not even sure what actually is underneath anymore. Mm-hmm. We've lost track of where we are and the mask and where the mask begins. Have you ever felt lost underneath a mask you've worn? Um, I'm trying to think. All right, let me going back to some of the masks that get mentioned in the book. If there's any additional masks that you can think of that you may have worn in your lifetime, say, say. But basically, the ones that are listed yeah. are the stoic mask, the athletic mask, the material mask, the sexual mask, aggressive mask, the joker mask, invisible mask, know-it-all mask, and the alpha mask. Right. Can you just but give definitions? Like definition, like really quick definitions of. I each mean, one. definitions of. I, I would have to. I'd just like to jump on that for a sec. Go we'll, go, we'll go through it eventually, Adele, the different masks. Mm. But I, me, myself, I can't portray a mask for a lifetime or for so long that I can keep it up, if that makes sense. Does that, does that make sense? But have you, have you ever... So I don't, that's why I don't feel like I can get lost in it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know I mean to star signs. So being a Piscean, we're very much of a chameleon nature anyway, mm. where we can fit in with our crowd or we tend to think we can. Yeah. yeah? And we can adapt to our crowd to suit our crowd. Yeah. But at the same time, so for instance, the material mask. Yeah. I got one of my good boy, good boys, one of my good friends, yeah. and like we like we get on a le- on so many levels. Yeah, one of the things we get on really well with is like when I go shopping. He's probably the only person I, I like going shopping myself, and I go shopping maybe twice, three times a year max, as in uh, clothes shopping. Yeah. I go maybe three times a year max. I just buy it in bulk, and that's it. I'm done yeah. for a few months. Yeah. And he's probably the, I like to do it myself because I like to be in and out. Mm. I'm not one of these people that go to the shop all day. And he's probably the only people I ring and say, look, I'm going to hit I'm gonna hit the stores first thing tomorrow. Do you want to roll? And that's it. If you don't want to come, you want to come. But like, that's almost under the material mask. And, but I... Why? Uh, shopping, material, materialistic things. But I think everyone, I think the, in terms of material mask is... You, you base your life on material things. Right, so what I'm saying, yes, yeah, so what I'm saying is... And it builds a perception, but... What, what I'm saying is, it's almost like, you won't, like, I could portray this image of going shopping every single day and this is an amazing life and whatnot, but I, I it, A, it's not me anyway, mm. but B, I know I wouldn't be able to keep up that mask. Does that make sense? You see, you get lost in a mask. Yeah. So it's like trying to get lost in a mask of being into materialistic items. I wouldn't be able to keep that image up because it wouldn't rest well with me. Does that make sense? Mm. I could portray it for maybe a day or two days, or whatever, but I'd be like, this isn't me, this is BS. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I know I wouldn't be able to keep up or get lost. I wouldn't be able to get lost in a mask because I wouldn't be able to portray it for long enough. Okay. Does that make sense? I get where coming from. Mm. Um, do I find myself like lost in a mask? Have you ever felt lost underneath a mask you've worn? I don't think so. It's funny because on the way here, I mean, not well, on the way here, I kind of I was kind of like revisiting it, but at the same time, uh, Lewis Howes was talking about. I think in the book, there's a film called the Mars. The Mars we live in. Yeah. The Mars we live yeah, in. Yeah. So I've watched. I'm going to say. It's a documentary film. Documentary. Um, documentary. Yeah. So I've probably watched like maybe three quarters of it, and mm. like, I was a bit surprised um, by some of the things that were said, kind of thing. So a lot of those people were like, 
lived in deprived backgrounds and stuff like that and they were talking about and it's quite funny the exercise the guy did I thought was amazing really because I think he had a blank piece of paper and one side was the front of the mask and the other side was the back of the mask was in terms of maybe how the person feels so on the front of the mask was what they do on the way to school in case they find any confrontation and stuff like that so the stuff that they put on the front of the mask was like adjectives like anger um, I can't think of any more actually so anger there's a few more and stuff like that but on the back you'll be like tears upset and this and that and the third kind of thing and you'll be surprised how many different masks you wear like just on the way to work like just just with things that you may potentially confront yeah. does that kind of make sense so like with me um, I think your question was so in relation to lust in the mask lust, lust in the mask so almost almost wearing that mask for a prolonged period so much so that you're like this is actually me when actually it's not you don't know who you are anymore no, I don't think I found. Certainly, in recent time, I don't think I found myself in a in a place where I've been lost. You definitely strike my strike me as someone who knows. I don't know Adele. It's the first time you meet in Andrew. Yeah. Formally, yeah. How would you say in terms of Andrew? Does he strike strike you as someone who knows himself very well and comes across? It's funny because well? like I put in my he notes here. He doesn't seem like someone who needs to. <laughs> sorry, he doesn't seem like someone who needs to fit in or feel like no, he needs to fit. No, if you're talking about someone right, who can by right. himself and yeah, like and that. it's funny you say that because in high school, like I felt like not that I didn't fit in any way shape or form because I had a group of friends, I was cool with loads yeah. of people and stuff like that. Sometimes but, you were the butt of some jokes. Yeah, so I'm glad you said that because my I don't think my sense of humor really not they didn't rub off on anybody, but people were like I'll make a joke and people were like what's he talking about? I'm thinking yo that was mad funny. <laughs> it's not that you just get cussed out. Yeah, yeah, a bit of both. But I'm thinking yo that was mad funny. All right, so a bit of both kind of thing. And then it's only until maybe you leave high school, you go to college, and Go on. You were shy in high school. Not shy. Yeah, you were shy. Yeah, a also, bit. Yeah, no. you, amongst the boys, you were right. But it was... No, actually, yeah, you were quite quiet. It was a bit of both. So, like, what is... I think something happened in particular. I think there was a... Um, maybe call it, like, a, maybe a joke that, not that didn't go down well. And I thought, you know, I'm done with these jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with these jokes. Like, these jokes ain't working. All right? So, and I just thought, you know, I'm going to be easy. I mean, I'm, I can do the whole laid-back thing, or I can be... Um, up front and I can obviously have have a laugh and stuff like that there's one or two other people like the guy was <coughs> early he was like why aren't you like more jovial as you used to be kind of thing you've kind of you didn't say you've changed but like you're not the same person you were before mm. and it's only until maybe I went travelling many many years after obviously with yourself and stuff like that that mask that was kind of there dropped and I was just real comfortable with myself so I've got no problems whatsoever so it's funny because like this book I'm laughing I'm like yeah I can't wait till we discuss this that and the third yeah. Do you know? Do you what's your guy? What's your thoughts as well on when you're younger? Yeah. And I, I think um, it's something I can resonate with. For me, I wanted to fit in a bit more. Yeah. And I think you want to fit in, and you want to be a part of something in school. It's not being alone is not nice when you're young. No. And then when you grow up, you actually beca- you actually value your alone time. What well, I do anyway, you value your alone time a lot more. So yeah, you have a close knit friends or family, but being part of a wider group or accepted as in a wider group is not as important. That's what I found. That's what I've found throughout life. I can't remember if we were talking about it here, but when I was talking about the social identity thing, yeah. and yeah, very much tied into that. So especially when we're younger and we're adolescent years, trying to kind of find a sense of self, form our identities. Mm-hmm. And from a very young age, our identities do kind of exist amongst being accepted by other people, how, how other people receive us. And then as we grow older and we, kind of develop our own independence mm-hmm. we don't require that anymore yeah. see it's funny you say that because I said this joke previously alright and so you had the joker mask basically. no 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 um, I don't know what my, nah, nah, in regards to these, these masks I'm not too sure but like I think and I say this I certainly put this in my notes it is very very important you get to know yourself um, as soon as possible because guess what life is what very long very very <laughs> long 
I said it was a joke, and it was a rap is very long. <laughs> Very long. Yeah. No, I told you gonna laugh. Life is very long. I'm not laughing at the joke, bro. Yeah, but you are. Alright, so your life is very long. So you better get to know yourself very, very quickly. I'm very comfortable on my own. I'm very comfortable around people. As you can see, you're laughing either at the joke or you're laughing at me. I'm gonna say it's a bit both. But what I'm saying is, life is very long, and if you don't get to know, you don't get to know yourself like as soon as possible, then you're gonna struggle. Whereas some people are saying, yeah, I tried to fit in. I'm, I'm uncomfortable on my own. I, I'm looking at you like, what's that about? <laughs> you come into this world on your own, and you're gonna leave on your own. You better get used to yourself. <laughs> you better, you better read a book or something. That's why I say. You better follow fully booked. Yeah, you better, yeah, you better follow, you better fully, follow fully booked. Fully booked. Well, when, oh, you, like, when you started to learn about yourselves yeah. and being more kind of confident, standing alone, can you yeah. remember? <coughs> like that? Yeah, I've always been standing alone. Okay. From, from a young age. Um, going back to the question, though, in regards to have I felt lost underneath a mask, I don't think I have. I think not to get into star signs, <laughs> it's, it's nothing to do with that, but I'm from an era where you had to adapt in different situations, so you had to be able to wear different masks. So one of the things that I learned from early was like being out on the road and whatever, being out with your friends, doing what you're doing, then stepping back into my house. There were two different masks I had to have. Like when you're out on the street and you're talking to your friend, you talk slang, you talk this and you talk that, you talk a certain way. You can't have that same conversation with your parents. Well, I couldn't have that same mm-hmm, conversation mm-hmm. with my parents. So as soon as I stepped through that door, I was told, all right, you've come from the street, but now you're not in the street, you're at home. So all that talk, cut that out, talk properly. This is how we talk. Conduct yourself in a certain way, sit up, sit straight, don't slouch. So that mask was now left. Yeah, no, but it was, but it was. Mm -hmm. It was literally like, this is how you conduct yourself and I'm I'm grateful for it. Mm -hmm. But I was able to then have a different mask so I could talk to older people. I can then talk to my friends, but then I can go and talk to a teacher. I can conduct myself in different ways. So I was always having to put on different masks. So there was never a time where I could get lost in it because I could be on the street one minute, then walk into the shop and see one of my parents' friends and I'd have to conduct myself in such a way where it's like, almost like right, pull my jeans up. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and fix up, so so to speak. So- mm-hmm. being, It's good you actually done it though. Yeah, no, cool. But, that's how I was able to manoeuvre. Like it, it was, that's how I was raised. It wasn't a case of there was no ifs and buts and maybe's about it. I was told, look, you represent us when you're out on the street. Mm-hmm. So when you see people, you need to behave and conduct yourself the way we taught you. Mm-hmm. So it was that. That was. It was never a case of oh shit. I'm, I'm, I'm with my friends and I can I can talk slang. Like I had to be able to talk in a different manner so you, you raised a good point you said your parents said to you you represent us when, you, when you're when you out on the street the way you conduct yourself is important but I know like with my mother she often says something says certain things to me where certain people have told her certain things about me yeah yeah and she puts a smile on her face yeah, yeah, do you know yeah, what I'm saying exactly. and I know it's important to our parents yeah, yeah definitely absolutely. important to our parents yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah absolutely so mm-hmm. therefore being lost in a mask wasn't something that I found but I did Definitely, I think more so when I've, I've got older, I did wear, certain times predominantly wear a different mask um, over a period of time. Even though I was able to adapt in different scenarios, I was very much on the street side of things and had that mask on consistently, whereas now like, it's not there at all-ish. 
Um, we've stripped it right back now. We're getting visuals. <laughs> we got the visuals out. Um, going back to the masks and everything, um, Lewis House does mention, I do still catch myself wearing my mask from time to time. Absolutely. I'm still human. Triggering situations can at times set me off. And in those moments, I do and say things that aren't who I want to be. So what's the difference between a mask of masculinity or ego? Adele, could you answer that? I mean, I'd, I'd go with the, the view that an ego is something that's quite embedded in you. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you don't kind of consciously kind of have control of. Yeah. Whereas a mask of masculinity, there, there might be a bit more of a kind of motive to when you're, you're wearing it. But in regards to controlling, not being able to control ego, mm-hmm. Once you become aware of your ego, then does not your ego get dropped? No. Well, for me it doesn't anyway. I can't, I can't speak masculinity. But <laughs> Maybe no. you put up a mask to hide it for a while. No. I could, and the thing is as well, when, when certain things happen to me, a lot of my friends will kind of be like, that's your ego. And it's because I can't, you, I can't shift it. If I could shift it, mm-hmm. I would. And I guess it depends on different contexts. Um, I don't know. How, how, how would you respond if you, I don't know, you really liked... Of a female and she and she just wasn't interested, but she made it very clear. Do you think your ego would come into play, or do you think a certain mask might come up? Not gonna answer that question, oh. but um, <laughs> what I'm gonna do is <laughs> what I am gonna do is you raise a valid point about not being able to drop your ego, or I've definitely straight away an example comes to mind. I've got a good friend of mine. We've had we've been going back and forth in the last week about certain things that's going on in our lives. And one of the things that have come up, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. One of the things that's come up is there's someone who's disrespected him. Mm-hmm. And long story short, to make his life easier, I'm not going to get all the kind of parameters involved, but to make his life easier, if he reaches out to this person and says, you know what, let's start again. Let's do this. Let's have a chat. It will make his life a, a hell of a lot easier. And I was I was reasoning with the guy at like three AM the other night, yeah, and he was saying, "Mace, I cannot dis- disrespecting me." And I respect him, by the way. Yeah, he said, I, "He said I can't." He said, "Mace, I'm sorry, I can't." I can't know with me. I would, I would try and make the effort. He's like, "Mace, I cannot do it. I'm sorry, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I won't you... be rude, but yeah. I can't do it. You've disrespected me purposely, and I can't do it. You had your chance." And at the end of the day, that's him. You know what I'm saying? That's him. That is just him. Me, I'm different. I would try and, you know, reason and if it's going to make life easier. But no, it's not wrong or right what he's doing. That's just him. Do you get what I'm saying? I see exactly what you're saying. So would you attribute that to him and his ego rather than him having this mask? Well, it's the thing. Yeah, basically. You think it's a mask? No, 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 no. That's just his ego. But it's it's personality as well. It's not just ego. It's links. because he's not egotistical. Do you know what I'm no, saying? No, 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 no. I think um, they're one of the same. I think your ego is part of your mo- your mask. You know what? It's funny because I'm going to tell you. Basically, every mask there's a different aspect of your ego involved in it, so that it's almost two of the same. Definitely, it's funny because the first thing I thought with the question was like the the mask. So the mask is kind of like dare I say more of a protection, and I think your ego is your extended personality. All right, but again, obviously, like with that question, I think there's maybe somewhere in the book where I sat down and I thought to myself, bloody hell, this is no pun intended. No pun intended. This is actually like the mask, the film. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. You put the mask on, and then like you see, um, 
what was his name? Jim Carrey. Not no, Jim Carrey, the one who was uh, who was wilding out um, when he put the mask on, like the bad guy. Oh, the other dude, whatever his name is. Damien, or no, um, I forget, whatever Julian, his whatever his name was anyway. <laughs> when he put the mask on, all hell broke loose. But obviously, when Jim <laughs> yeah. Carrey put the mask on, yeah. it was mad funny kind of thing. Yeah. And obviously, that's kind of like, they're saying, yeah. yeah. Okay. So the two kind of relate. I don't know if I've gone down the wrong track, but... <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in there. So they're two of the same. Yeah, but I think, yeah, um, the mask is for me kind of protection and I think the... Um, help the me. Ego. Yeah, the ego is more personal, extended personality. <laughs> <laughs> so what you, you were saying, French, you think they're one and the same? I think, yeah, they're one of the same in terms of your ego is embedded in each one of your different masks. I don't know. I'm I'm relating it back to like the working world and me and I work. That's where the biggest like mask is, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. But then a certain mask I had to like I had to wear um, well, in certain jobs I've done. Go on, sorry, go on. And I know I had to behave in a certain way because company policy or practices dictate that, and my ego can't get involved in that. Mm. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. be- because I thought of that example, I'm like, mm, I don't know if. But say okay, say you're at work and you've got your work mask on, but then something gets said or done in a certain way that your just inner being just can't take it and it's like okay I'm at work but I'm not a prick so your ego then comes up up through that mask though do you know what I mean you're still at work yeah you may not con- say you was on the road and you, you was still on, conduct at work, yourself but you're in still, a yeah, way exactly. that you're not gonna but your ego is still gonna trouble. react through that mask when you say react do you mean as in either vocalise something or physically do something or just be there because Either. it might be on my chest, but it won't come out. Does that make sense? But it may come out in a different way. So you may not address it. You may, you may stick yeah, it I'm on a, them I'm in a, a different I'm way. Have a, I'm going to have a BF when I put down the phone or something. Do you know what I'm saying? No, but you might stick it on them in a different way to when you're on the street. Like, if someone violates you on the road, mm. you, might, you may put pressure on them like right there and then. Whereas when you're at work, you might have a stiff word rather than actually becoming physical. But it's still your ego conducting your reaction. I might be a bit sharper with my words, mm. and that's that's pretty much it. But I'd call that a professional mask. A professional mask. Mm. I wouldn't call it. Yeah, I wouldn't call it an ego. I don't think. Maybe again, maybe my field of work. Mm-hmm. But then again, if certain if some of my patients did certain things, I'd have to respond a certain way professionally. Yeah. Whereas if my friends did it to me, it's not happening at all. Different, completely different. And I think it's that would be me being able to take off my mask rather than an ego. Okay. So Let's move on, man. P, do you want to add anything to it? No, not really. I think you've got touch base kind of thing. Like, you've touched base on it quite well. Um, the Stoic mask, to get into mm-hmm. the actual mask. Mm-hmm. The stoic what page mask. is that? That's on page... Let me finish. The Stoic mask. <laughs> on page 21. Yeah. Anyone who has ever been in a position of leadership learns that you must maintain a certain bearing. You must project an image of strength and confidence that one other people can lean on. If you don't, the people around you will feel anxious, scared or unprotected. No one wants to look up and see their boss cowering under the fire. You want to see them face danger bravely head on. With that, is faking it till you make it a valid and valuable tool? So give an example. I don't generally like the whole fake it to you and make it thing, but give an example. So the reason why I asked that was just previously to that excerpt that I just made. Um, there's a guy, uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but basically he was an army sergeant. 
And this other guy that, that tells the story, basically, he sees this army sergeant and he's always basically the first one over the front line yeah. going for it, do you know what I mean? And he can't, he's so amazed at how fearful he seems to be. Then when they're in the trenches and it's just them two sitting by, uh, next to each other, yeah, he asks them, like, the arts and like, how, how is it that you're you're not scared? And the guy says, I am scared, I just can't show it. Mm. So, hence me saying, is that faking it? I don't think it's faking it until you're making it. It's funny because I read this and I, I kind of totally understand this. I think if you're the captain and you're the leader, so, well, let's, yeah, if you're the captain and you're the leader, yeah, A, that's one. A, well, sorry, not A, that's one, but that's one. All right? yeah. But at the same time, I think if you're the leader and people are looking up to you, you cannot show signs of weaknesses because then you're now not the leader. Well, I mean, you are the leader, but then they don't respect you as much as they did before. And unfortunately, that is the mask that you actually have to wear. That's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. In that, in that respect, anyway. So fake it to make it. I don't necessarily believe. I don't necessarily believe you can do that kind of thing. It's not something that I would do anyway. But unfortunately, but I, if you're if you're scared internally, but you're showing externally that you're not, is that faking it? Or I don't think it's not? faking it. I think that's a mask that you have to wear to protect the rest of the group. You're the leader. You're 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 ca- you're the captain of this ship. You're we're going in this direction here. You firmly believe that we should be going in this direction. Although you have fears, all right. In regards to what you're going to see in going in that direction, you cannot show to others because the others actually believe they believe in you. Mm-hmm. They bought into what you sold. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm selling. We're going in this direction. Everyone believes in you. And all of a sudden you start bricking it. No one's <laughs> no one's believing you. No one's believing you. No one's believing you, mate. It's not happening. I think in the story master talks about everyone like having heroes and stuff like that. Let's think about like cap- like strong I know I come from a football background. Let's think about strong captains. If Roy Keane all of a sudden started bricking it, I'm thinking, what's going on here? Mm. All of a sudden, I don't believe you. You're not a man of your word, are you? Mm-hmm. You're not the leader I thought you were. <laughs> You're not the man I thought you were. It's funny because so, I was looking at sorry, I was looking at this. Look, at some point, every man has fantasized about being a, being a hero. All right, I've had plenty of heroes in this time. So in my I'm sorry, in my lifetime. All right, and I'm, I, first thing I thought about, I thought about Power Rangers. All right, yo, if Black Ranger or Green Ranger, <laughs> all right, started. Not effing about, but started really showing signs of um, non-leadership. I've got to drop him out. <laughs> i got to drop him out. You say it's a black, black Power Ranger, Green Power Ranger ain't showing that they're on this on job. Then. No, yeah, because they're taking me in this direction. They're taking me in this direction. But it's funny because I'm thinking, like, I've thought about so many different things like in relation to, like, heroes and stuff like that. And then yeah. there's, like, um, sorry to relate to football because I may do that a few times. I've may do that a few times. Like, Iniesta's obviously probably one of the the, the players all-time at this moment. Yeah, all-time greats, all-time all right? Greats. So, like, him, like he scored, obviously, the World Cup winning goal, and then, obviously, he's dedicated his goal to his friend who passed away and stuff like that, and he's been emotional and stuff like that. I can relate. I can relate. I can f- I feel that, yeah. all right? As a man, as a fo- obviously, not as a footballer, because I wasn't a footballer, but I feel it on so many different levels. A, he scored the, um, um, the winning goal in the World Cup final, but at the same time, he's dedicated a goal to a friend who's passed away months before. Do you know how much strength you got to show to actually get to that point and be in like peak condition, and yo, that, and that friend was from a rival football team. Yeah, from which, yeah, which is, is key to me. I respect that on so like, many different levels. It's deeper than football; it's real life. Do you know what I'm saying? So many different levels. Cool. Um, I'll answer your question a bit more lighter than pocketed, um, <laughs> Andrew. Sorry. Um, fake it to make it. So it's quite broad because, and I'm gonna just break it down very, very basically. A lot of most people that apply for a job role. When they go into that interview, they might have 70 or 80% or 60% of what's on that 
job description or what's specified that's being required for that job. And I'm sure they will they will overindulge on, ex- I'm sorry, over... Embellish. Over, they will embellish on examples provided of their influence. So they will almost fake what they need to and, and kind of overcook what they've done in order to get that job role, mm-hmm. yeah? And the most job roles that are put out, you're not, most people, if you walk to a job role which you can do 100%, you're not gonna stay for long, cause you're not gonna learn anything new. So you almost have to fake it. You almost have to show you can do it. So you have to, you have to embellish on your job. Um, you have to embellish in your interviews and so on. Yeah. So I think faking it till you make it in certain extents is valid yeah. to a certain extent. It yeah. depends on how, as I said, it's quite bold. It depends on the context. Yeah, it dem- depends on the context. Yeah. So I do agree that fake it till you make it is a valid term of reference and what you can use to get to where you need to get to in certain certain aspects of society. Yeah. 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 No, good point. Um, I do think there's something admirable in that mentality in being strong some measure of strength does prevent you from falling apart like a house of cards the problem is when the toughness doesn't stop and it grows like a dancer until it strangles all the other feelings um, in 2014 the American Medical Association published a study in its peer review journal Jamaica Psychiatry revealing that men who have served in the military are twice as likely to report having been sexually abused as a child as compared to their non-military counterparts. Mm-hmm. Now, moving on slightly, sometimes it's not just the women in your life or family who look who lock out on you when you hide behind the mask of strength and unflappability. Sometimes it is the entire world you lock out and what you're keeping from them is true, your, your true authentic self, the real you. Mm-hmm. Why do we as men think, what do we as men think will happen if we reveal our true selves? For me, you might, well, not for me personally, but yeah, yeah, okay. what I believe is you might be deemed as weak. Yeah. Non, non-masculine. Um, <laughs> what's them, what's them nice phrases they use now for um, men who can, you can touch with their emotions? Metrosexual. Metrosexual. You know, shave their eyebrows and shake them up and all them things. Yeah, yeah. metrosexual. And them kind of terms of reference. So you'd be, you'd be seen as less manly. Yeah. You'd be seen, you're not a real man. Um, you know, who are you? <laughs> Basically, that's that's yeah, that's what springs to mind. What's your guys' thoughts? P. I know. So repeat the questions again, so I can answer. Properly. What do we as men think will happen if we reveal our true selves? I think yeah. I think yeah. Be- so <laughs> the other aspect of that is you actually might be accepted by a different group of people, and you probably you might end up being happier within yourself, or happier within your social circle. That's the other. Thing. That's the flip side. Yeah, yeah, I think, no, for most I was going to repeat kind of like what Mason said. I think you'd be, by and large, I think a lot of people are scared of being deemed weak or um, a lot of people are scared of being not accepted or see within a group. Mm. So, yeah, I think by and large, yeah, that is the answer, really. A lot of people are scared of not being accepted within a group. I think yeah. it's about people maybe, again, that's still, that still comes down to, I think, getting to know yourself. Yeah, I concur. I agree, definitely. Any thoughts, Adele? Yeah, no, I agree. <clears throat> cool. Um, Taking off that mask to show vulnerability is one thing. Sorry, taking off your um, taking off your mask to show vulnerability is one thing, but when you do it to show the world who you really are, that is something else entirely. That is true strength. That's from page twenty six. Is sacrifice of vulnerability worth the judgment and ridicule, especially in a day and age where the modern man is seemingly more feminine than previous generations? I mean, I was. I mean, I don't think we even need to really go into that. We kind of just answered that in itself and the mm-hmm. last question 
Um, moving on slightly, the problem is being open without a communication and relying in any way on someone else during our journey to success has traditionally been seen as a sign of weakness. Those beliefs are slowly shifting and habits are changing. And that's from page 28. Men lag behind this shift because they are still learning how to talk openly with their partners and connect honestly with other men. We know what to do, we just don't know how to do it. And until that changes, where does that leave us? That's right, it leaves us alone. Terry Oberk, from, uh, with a PhD, completed long-term studies on marriage and divorce and says, Traditionally, masculinity distances me from having intimate relationships with other men and it takes them more... And it makes them more dependent on their wives for affection, affirmation and emotional support. This is then why it's harder for men after divorce or relationship to break up. Before, after a divorce or relationship break up. Question being, <coughs> can we as men have support networks with open forums without being judgment, without any judgment? Could be to anyone. I'm gonna say yes because I'm very comfortable in saying saying it how it is really. But um, can we have open forums? I feel like I've, I feel like I, it's gonna yeah. sound mad. I feel like I've got those. Already. Yeah, already. Like, I feel like no, but in general because I think yeah. obviously what we do anyway, we without a mic and camera and whatever, mm-hmm. we would sit down, we have a conversation, and have catch that up, open and literally catch up. But that's not. I, I can't say I've had that all my life. Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? It's only been the last few years that we've been able to sit down and literally have a conversation and open up. Previously to that, like when you're in your teenage years, we couldn't have had those conversations. Like no. the conversations we have nowadays, just among, imagine like a few more of them and them about realistically knowing the characters we know. You get laughed at almost. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. Sort of, it's that's the, my point. So, yeah. so taking it away from where we are in our life like thinking about the, some of the teenagers that are out and about like 18 to 20 something they don't really have that kind of a forum so to speak mm-hmm. but why is that why can't we have it at that age or do you think it's, just, it's do you think it's more of a, a maturity level? Oh, that's the word I was going to say I think it's maturity definitely 100% maturity mm-hmm. I think it comes with, ma- with maturing mm-hmm. and also depends on your social networks as well and mm-hmm. the the, the level of intimacy that you have within your social networks and the maturity within those networks as well yeah. and it says something about the stage of life that people are at so mm-hmm. I can't imagine adolescents 17, 18 years having these deep you know four hour conversations in a car after New Year's the way that you, you've come that wasn't that 17, 18 years, it was a bit older that's what I mean so <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah, imagine yeah, like yeah, 17 yeah, yeah. people are no, doing that it was straight turn up and females that's pretty much it but now we can there's like WhatsApp groups. I mean, we can just drop anything in there, man. There's like, yeah, females. I haven't got kids, but people, I mean, groups, people with kids and any kind of discussions. The man them speaking about, you know, how to make their, everything's in there. You know what I'm saying? And it's mm-hmm. just, it's just an adult conversation you can have now. Mm-hmm. Peace, do you want to touch on something? No, I'm just like, there's a couple of things I'm looking at. I mean, just, they're, they're probably just quotes, really. Um, I do think there's something admirable in mentality and being strong some measure of strength does prevent you from falling apart like a house of cards the problem is when that toughness doesn't stop and it grows like a cancer until it strangles all other feelings i mean it kind of like i mean i kind of like agree obviously i do agree with it i mean but this is kind of like the the path or certainly the yeah the kind of the path i'm kind of going down certainly in relation to the book i think there's nothing wrong with somebody default 
um, characteristic, characteristics that we currently have in terms of being strong. I think it's just very, very important that there's a lot of balance in it, in that balancing masculinity is very, very important in terms of being able to communicate and express yourself. I think that's a, one of the main problems. A lot of people just don't have to communicate. I think it's a huge problem with men in general, really. I mean, they don't really communicate well. And I think when it comes down to their emotions, they become really, really flustered and it becomes, oh, and they just throw their hands up and they kind of like just, I don't want to say they storm out, but then they just don't want to know or don't really want to have that conversation. Why do you think that is, though? Um, Are you talking about with their partners, like with their people, like with their relationships? Yeah, let's talk about from, yeah, let's talk about from that standpoint. Why? Um, I think there's definitely, there's, there's definitely a vulnerability. I think, yeah, definitely a vulnerability. I think you, if you strip down a lot of people, unfortunately, I wouldn't say there's nothing there, actually. Sorry? No, I'm, I'm being dead serious. I think if you strip down a lot of people, I mean, obviously, where else are you a lot older? But I think even with people, even our age, I think if you strip them down, mm. I mean, take away their... Nothing um, about them. Yeah, nothing about them. Take, take away the, the, the material stuff. Mm-hmm. What other masks are there? Take away a few of them, and there's nothing there whatsoever. And again, that's, it's, I, I don't want to... You're saying they don't know themselves? No, I don't think a lot of people do know themselves. And that's the reason why I keep... Not keep saying, but... So they hide behind masks. 100%. So people so wearing masks people all over the place. They've got all these designer brands and deep down they're like, they feel worthless. They don't know themselves. They don't know what they like. They don't. Again, like. I mean, and I, sorry, I mean, I know I touch on, I've, I've touched on travelling maybe a bit a couple of times today. It's like when you're travelling, I'm wearing flip-flops, I'm wearing this, I'm wearing that. I'm not fussed what I'm wearing. That's one, French, we've touched upon this. Okay. Like, whether it's on or off... Um, Camera. No, well, record Sorry, record it, yeah. And I think we hit home, we said, look, one of the things that I learned and what I love, because I haven't done the travelling thing, but I've done a number of holidays and, yeah. and lived like a traveller for a set period. Yeah. One of the things that, no one could not give two shits if you walk down in a Gucci flip-flop or a Primark flip-flop. Yeah. What are you about? What yeah. do you like? What interests do you have? What do you find fascinating in this world? Tell me something I don't know. Tell me an amazing fact. What's your hometown like? Mm. That's what they're interested in. Yeah, yeah, That's what yeah. I love. So you better get that knowledge quick. You better discover yourself. You better discover the world. You better have something you can raise to this table. Because you're going to look like a fool in them Gucci flip-flops and Versace belt if you don't have anything to add to that conversation. I'm telling you. So, I'm telling you. It's amazing. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Telling you. <laughs> when we went to Brazil, I'm... My my attire was all over the gaff. So I ended up taking so Brazil went real carnival. I ended up taking jeans, smart jeans, hard bottom shoes. So we got down to Lapa. <laughs> hey, no Lapa. Lapa. So that's, that's Lapa. Lapa. I'm wearing hard bottom shoes and the kids I'm looking at cinema flip and I'm like, this is where I thought I said, Oh my god, this is my scene. I mean I ain't gonna dress up properly. <laughs> I said, Yo, I can't wait till tomorrow. I'm wearing hard bottom shoes, I'm looking like a right fool. Rolling on cobbled streets, everyone's wearing flip flops. I'm thinking next day I wore literally probably the same outfit ten day, not ten days straight, but essentially for the rest of the day. I was like, yo, I'm I'm home with these dudes. Yeah. I'm home. I was loving it, and from there I felt really comfortable. That's the first time I, I really shook down. Hey, shout out Els, the um the Rio Carnival crew, Brazil. Fucking, I can't. Remember what Sorry, they were saying kids very very quickly. I don't know if like if if you've got this point at all, um, French. Yeah, I think there was a time I think where um, Lewis House was talking about how his brother um, got out of prison, and then the family had a meeting, and his brother I think his name was Christian. And I think they sat down, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how um, I think he kind of like apologized obviously for what he put the family through and yeah. stuff like that. He went and prison, he, right? Yeah, he went prison. For his brother for selling LSD yeah. and um, something else. I think he was a promising musician at the time. I think he was saying he had. Um, one of those homestays. Sorry, and that's Ray got stuck in my throat. Um, so he had like one of them homestays where um, he had a guest. Um, I think he was Oriental. I'm just throwing. I don't know why I'm saying he's Oriental. Um, but I think he had a. Ho- anyway, he had a guest. All right. 
he had a guest. He never met Christian before, yeah. but he said the whole family was breaking down. Yeah. And Lewis Howes himself, I think, yeah. Yeah. he didn't break down any. He didn't break down any way shape or form. He felt like it's a hold together. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, but I just think that's something like, like what he obviously I'm sure Lewis Howes notices himself, but I think what he may not have known at the time is he had to develop. He, no, sorry, he couldn't show that sign of weakness to his parents at the time because his parents were going through so much at the they time. And yeah, and they needed to, and, and they obviously they needed support in some way, shape or form. The last thing they needed was for him to be breaking down and showing that that type of sign of um, vulnerability and stuff like that. I've got obviously give credit to him. Obviously, I can't remember how old he was at the time. I think he said he was twelve. Yeah, 20 no, he said he was twelve. Oh. So I was only twelve at the time, kind of thing. So the fact that he was twelve at the time and he's able to keep it together, I mean, obviously, I give him credit, kind of thing. But I think it's really important to develop those type of traits. But at the same time, I think in keeping it together, I think you can potentially, again, as I mentioned before, um, that kind of like trait and personality can develop into a cancer where you're constantly keeping it and bottling those type of emotions up. I think there comes a point in time where you need to explain or express, yo, this is how I felt, boom, 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 boom. Mm. I guess in that in that situation, that sounds more like the roles changed in the family home. So he, yeah. went, he kind of parentalized, so he became the kind of parental figure. Yeah and had to kind of look after these, yeah. this, this tearful family. Is this something that, that, you, that you've come across often, or you know yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. When things happen out of the norm in family homes, and you kind of, you see yourself in, or you see your parents in a vulnerable situation, yeah. if you love them, you do want to kind of be in a position yeah. where you can kind of protect okay, them. Yeah. But then the role kind of shifts, and then some for some people it can be hard for it to kind of transition back to what it's meant to be. Two things. What you said is crazy because last week um, my cousin, um, God, like, God bless her, she had her baby really early, mm-hmm. and my um, her son, who's only eleven or twelve, he's just turned eleven actually. Yeah, seven, twelve, twelve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, he's just turned twelve. He actually walked in on his mum, and she was basically her waters are broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going a bit deep right now, but her waters are broken. And he basically, he didn't know what was going on. And he was like, you were right, blah, blah, blah. And immediately, from what I've been told, he just took on that parental figure. He got her sheets together. He sat her on the bed, got her sheets together, put them in the wash. What she, oh. what she, she rang first at the ambulance, then rang her mother, and sat with her on the bed, rubbed her back, said, it'll be all right, it'll be all right. This boy is 12 years old, you know. This is like behaviour, by the way. Yeah, eh? It's like behaviour. This is? I think it's like behaviour. From what? Where can he learn that? No, I'm talking about... Inter- <laughs> yeah, obviously, I'm not saying the child... I'm not saying he's he's delivered babies on a, on, on a regular basis. So what I'm saying is, in terms of the parental stuff, in terms of how caring the mother's been yeah, on that type of yeah. stuff, he knows how to reciprocate that. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 so he was literally... Imagine, he didn't even... She didn't say anything. He just got the sheets together, put them in the wash, because he just thought she was in the bed, poor guy. Aww. So he put it, don't worry, I won't tell anyone. <laughs> and he kind of rubbed her back, said, don't worry, it'll be all right. And like rubbed her back to the mum got there and all she got rushed to hospital and whatnot. But it's just what you, that, because I didn't know there was a whole psychology behind it and what you just said hits home. Mm. And I'm like, okay, that's exactly the position he took up. Yeah. yeah. And you've raised the point before where we might have discussed on or off um, recording about there's so many kids out here that are grown at the age of 12, 13. Yeah. That you know and you can see. And you've said that, you've seen it because you've worked in, you know, yeah, if yeah. I say well, you yeah, worked in, you've worked in schools and you've yep. seen it. There's 13 year olds coming to a school and they run the house. Yep. They have to, whether their mum's, I don't know the situation with the mum and the dad, of but course. you've seen it and it's crazy. And I don't know what's gone on in their lives where they've had to adopt that um, character within the home. Yeah. But 
um, Andrew said he's seen it on many occasions. French, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Sorry, just very quickly, obviously, on the point I made, it's funny because I just turned the page and obviously saw my notes. I mean, one thing I wrote down here is, um, although the parents broke down and everyone was crying, but at the same time, you can actually look at the flip side and think to yourself, actually, maybe those, maybe those individuals are strong enough to show their emotions in that it was a real moment, obviously, between the family. The, um, the son has broken, not bro- broken down, kind of explained, obviously, you're sorry for this and the third. The whole family themselves have gone through a whole ordeal for maybe, I don't know how many years he went down for. Mm-hmm. And was, I think he went down for six years. <coughs> and gone down, sorry, he's gone down for six years. They've gone through a massive ordeal kind of thing. And it's got to a point where, actually, let's kind of like, not, they want to kind of like put a, um, like bring it to a close kind of thing. Everyone's expressed themselves, boom, boom, boom. And that's where it is kind of thing. They've kind of laid their emotions on the line. So you can, in some way, shape or form, say they've actually been strong. So that was point made. Cool. <laughs> um, moving on slightly. Uh, this is a point from made by Lewis House. Mm-hmm. This unmasking let my audience see the real me. And they liked that for me. They liked that better. The results were great for my business, relationships and my health. I feel more, I feel more confident every day that my audience sees the real me and that they appreciate f- who I am. Does it mean, sorry to cut you, does it mean audience from his podcast? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's not the mask that they like, it's me. Is there always light at the end of the tunnel after unveiling the mask, do you think? No? No. No. It, that, that very much depends on the context. I guess for him, because it was a good end result, just to give you a bit more slightly um, slight context in regards to what he's referring to, on his podcast, he's got a podcast as well. Um, on his podcast, basically, he revealed that he was raped as a child, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and obviously it was traumatic for him, and he wasn't able to express it until he's got very older. So he's saying that he dropped that mask and was able to reveal that that tragic mm-hmm. um, time in his life, mm-hmm. and since that's happened the audience has almost become that much more connected to him. Mm-hmm. So therefore, in his in his um, aspect, it's been beneficial. It's helped him with his business, it's helped him with his podcast, it's helped him, as I've just mentioned. So that's why I'm asking, is, is almost unveiling your mask, always, is it always a, a benefit to you? And you don't think that? Um, I still say no. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I definitely agree with Adele in, re- in regards to that. But at the same time, I do agree with it in that certainly from that perspective, or certainly running a podcast, or certainly being a public figure, I think once you show, also once you show, um, or drop, yeah, drop your mask and show some level of emotion, I think people can then relate to it. And actually, I know, him, yeah, I now know him a little bit better, kind of thing. He's shown me something which he hasn't shown me before. Mm. So I think, yeah, it can work out in your favour as to maybe showing some type of emotion. So you think there is light at the tunnel? Um, I mean, light in the tunnel, I think if you... I don't know why he explained... I don't know why... So who was he explaining to that he had the incident with? Um, I guess whoever he was on the podcast with. So, so it could be, imagine, it could be uh, him amongst a couple of his pairs that he was with. I'm not too sure. So there might be a lie the episode. There might be a lie at the end of the tunnel in that actually he's finally got that off his chest and he's able to actually um, not communicate it, but like just express things that he's actually gone through. And it makes Taking him. Taking feel- away from him personally, mm-hmm. I'm talking about refer it back to yourself okay, cool. or any one of us or someone that you know. Do you think dropping that mask is going to be an enlightening moment or do you think it's just no, a case of you've exposed yourself listen sorry Fox you can go sorry. next 
depends on the context and maybe <clears throat> maybe my brain right now is a bit effed up but straight away I'm thinking of someone like Rolf Harris who's massively dropped for what he is there's sure. no light at the end of that tunnel yeah <laughs> anyway exactly. alright that's, that's what I was thinking as so well. I was yeah. just thinking in that I don't know why straight away I thought of like paedophiles and stuff like that yeah. mm. so but that. drop their mask where's the, you show me any ray of light yeah, <laughs> yeah? I think because well, he's in a he's in a quite positive light as it is yeah so for him to kind of have this kind of story that's kind of like you know I came from a really terrible upbringing or whatever happened to yeah. me and I've still made it here but he's in a good position mm-hmm. um yeah there, there are certain not not people I've worked with but then if there's maybe a paedophile or a sex offender who's in a bad light as it is and then he says oh but you know but this happened to me as a child mm. it's not going to get the same reception there's not going to be people who kind of empathize mm-hmm. and say oh well, you know this is why it's happened yeah no I get that totally Please. I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> and it shut down. <laughs> um, he goes on to ask basically what's available when you drop this mask. And I don't know if you want to get it up. On Prison page, sentence. On page 38, they have a few of the answers. If you can quickly oh, get them up on page 38. So what's available when you drop this? Oh mask? yeah, 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 yeah. So it's got the summary for each. Yeah. So is this, is this, are we still on the Deutschmarks at the moment? Yeah, we're just coming to the end of it. Basically. Okay. Um, so you've got with the Deutschmarks, Deutschmarks, Stoic. Um, you have emotional freedom, a weight off your shoulders. This is the whole superhero mask, right? Like almost Stoic Mark is portrayed being yeah. that masculine yeah, man. Being that guy. You know, there's the someone tries to rob your phone. I'll save you. That kind of. That kind of man. Yeah. Um, emotional freedom, a weight off your shoulders dropping this mask. You don't always have to be that bravado kind of guy. Um, deeper relationships with, between couples, between men and women. Healing. I'm not sure if it's sexual or general. And um, a healthy heart, vulnerability, the permission to feel and acceptance and belonging. So, yeah, if you want to drop that mask, that's what you're getting <laughs> Good stuff. Um, I think this would be good for you Adele um, the next part or the the latter part of the um, actual uh, chapter he offers advice to women in regards to helping men with this well, when you finish I want to raise a point for the answers yeah cool now he makes the point of saying be patient with men listen to them ask them to communicate their feelings to you be proactive about it and take the initiative. If you want the man in your life to take off his stoic mask, you can lead the way by an example and take off your stoic mask. Clearly. You wanted to. Yeah, just the point I wanted to raise. It's going to be a general, actually, a general point across. I don't. Get, uh, so far mm. in the book, anything I don't like about Lewis House is it's all about. The last section he, he always puts in about how a woman can help their man. Yeah. And I don't like that. I was going to get to that. I really don't like that. I didn't want you to answer that. I didn't want you to say that until we answered We can go for it later. I'm sorry. It's just, it's bugging me. No, but that's the point I was going to make at some point as well myself. So, yeah, we're on the same page. In regards to women, I think it's a straight one. I really do believe, actually, in relation to this one, I think a woman can actually demask a man. In regards to, like, getting him to be a, a bit more in touch with his feelings. I'm not too sure if it's this mask. Where I think if you ask a man, um, by and large, actually what he, I think if you if you try to 
um, touch on a few things in regards to what he wants to do with himself, his his vision, this and the third. I think your vision and I think your emotions and being in touch with yourself as a person are very close and very linked together. And I think if you can get someone on that type of conversation, and by and large, I think a woman can have that conversation and then gradually rein him in as to his emotions and stuff like that. I think you, I think a woman can, I think, sorry, in relation to this answer or chapter or part here, mm-hmm. I think a woman can. So okay. just from my point of view anyway. Going back to the woman. Uh, I know she put a bit more. It very much depends on how that man's personality and how it's going to be received and what that looks like in practice. Mm-hmm. When you read that to me, I, I thought of, so relationships I've been in where I've thought, you know, that might be perceived as nagging. Yeah. That might be me kind of placing an expectation on a man that yeah. maybe he's not ready to aspire. Maybe in terms of his values, he doesn't want to aspire certain things or he doesn't want to be vulnerable. And you think about particular life experiences when men have been forced to kind of be quite shut off emotionally, to kind of come in and expect that with all this kind of persistence that he's all, all of a sudden going to drop his barrier. It doesn't work like that. No, really so, in practice, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't. Yeah, no, that's a very good point.